Hello and welcome to Yav Podcast, the yet another Final Fantasy podcast. The Eve podcast where I go through every single Final Fantasy game, game by game, section by section, and today I am starting on a new one. Today we're starting on Final Fantasy 4. So in the last episode I kind of discussed some of my uh, own experiences with Final Fantasy 4, some background, some basically details like Wikipedia style information about Final Fantasy IV, but only the important and interesting stuff. And today I will be going over the first section of the game, which was the road to Capo, which was the, the I guess, the, I don't know, the quest that finally gets you to the town of Capo. And you kind of don't know that that's your destination at the beginning, but it becomes your destination at the end of this section. So yeah, I want to talk about this game. There is th- This is the game that started off as the Final Fantasy with the story, right? Like this is the, the Final Fantasy game that everybody knows as being this long epic story that everybody loves. And it is also often discussed as the best Final Fantasy story or the Final Fantasy story with the best, the Final Fantasy game with the best story. And yeah, we'll be going through that today. So you kind of you start out on on top of an airship, and I do want oh, one one real quick thing that I think I need to discuss at the beginning of every episode, especially on episode one of season four uh, or episode one of any season, and it's that I'm using the 3D version of this game. There are some differences. There shouldn't be huge differences. I've played the GBA version. I don't remember much of it, so I'm not going to be able to spot those differences. But I'll look out for it. Obviously, the graphics are a huge difference. So you start the game as you start the game on top of an airship. Um, as part of the military division called the the Red Wings. Yeah, the Red Wings. And you you see the character Cecil, who is gonna be your character that you're gonna um you're gonna play as, and you see Cecil um be the leader of the Red Red Wings, and as the Red Wings, they're trying to take over, or they're trying to conquer the town of Mycidia, so they can get the crystal. So we're already in Final Fantasy land with crystals. Turns out the king of their kingdom, the kingdom is called Baron, which is super confusing, because I'm like, oh, they're bringing it to Baron. Oh, okay, so that's the name of the, the leader. No, 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 it's the king of Baron. So they're, uh, the king of Baron is trying to collect all of the crystals, and you have to get one from Mycidia. Mycidia is a recurring town in Final Fantasy. It showed up in Final Fantasy 2. I think it showed up in Final Fantasy 3. I do not believe it showed up in Final Fantasy 1. So I think it started in Final Fantasy 2. So the town of Mycidia is full of, like, I guess, magicians or whatever. But in this game, you don't really see much of it. You destroy the town with your airships. You bomb it. You go in there. Cecil goes in there, grabs the the crystal, and goes back to the king. But you can kind of already see that Cecil does not feel entirely okay about doing any of this. And once he once he uh, is presents the crystal to the king, like goes back to Baron, um, the king uh, the king you know accepts it or whatever, and it's the water crystal. And Cecil's like, hey, why are we doing this? Why are we hurting these people? What's going on? And the king throws a fit like a huge fit and he's like no you're not the leader of the red wings anymore which was the division of the airship military whatever you're you know you don't have your rank anymore and you need to go deliver the carnelian signet to the mist village and you have to go kill the eidolon which is i think like a dragon thing right and uh yeah and that's your job and it's basically like a suicide mission and it's 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 very apparent that the king either does not expect you, expect you to come back or the king expects you to succeed and feel horrible about it or something. It's, it's a punishment. Your friend Kane 
speaks up and he is ordered to basically go along with you as the punishment for suggesting something like that. Now, real quick, um, Cecil is a dark knight and he looks a lot like Leon from Final Fantasy 2, mainly because if you put the, the armor on a dark knight, I guess any character looks like Leon because Leon wore the dark armor. Yeah, so th it's kind of like Leon, uh, if you remember from Final Fantasy 2 of this podcast. He's a Dark Knight, and then Kane is a Dragoon. Dragoon is also another class that ca that came out in Final Fantasy II. Dragoon is one of my favorite classes. Oh, sorry for the noise. Dragoon is one of my favorite classes, one of my favorite types of character. Um, in this game, they're very much the same as the one, as the Dragoon that we met in Final Fantasy II, in that the Dragoon is a dragon rider, and they're very proud people, and they're very nice people, and they have a sense of honor and morality. And th I think that's why... I, Kane spoke up against the king um, and supported Cecil. And so then it's your it's time to go to um, the Mist Village. It's time to go out there. But before that happens, you can actually go through the castle that you're in and meet Rosa, which is Cecil's love interest. You can also meet Sid. Yep, you found another Sid. This is a Final Fantasy III style Sid in that he's like a older chubby man older chubby jolly man and then you get to talk to him and they kind of talk to you and try to like you know morally support you and, and emotionally support you in in this uh, kind of like messed up um in in the in this messed up situation so once you leave the castle you can actually experience your first battles and i'll, I'll talk about the gameplay a little bit later but it is worth noting that Final Fantasy IV has active battle system, which is the idea that instead of taking turns, you take, you wait for some time for your gauge to fill up to, to execute your attack. So it's like real-time turn-based. Yep, real-time turn-based. I just said that. Yeah, so after that, you can go to a nearby village. There's not really much at that village. You find out that there's like a tunnel underneath the village. I don't, what is the name of, village, name of the village even? I don't remember. Let me go look it up real quick. Because it, it, it doesn't, it's it's such a, you know, short visit. There's like no reason to. It's just Town of Baron. That's what it is. Yeah, so if you go into the Town of Baron, uh, you find out that there is a tunnel that leads to Mycidia, and it used to be like a huge trade route that the Mycidians would bring stuff through the tunnel, and then pe people from Baron would bring stuff to Mycidia to trade, but the Mycidians basically collapsed it because of what happened, because of the impending attack, which makes sense to me. After that, you know, it, this, this game needed a little bit of grinding, not too much. Grinding is not as easy and seamless as it was in Final Fantasy 3. There's no auto grinding. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, so then you can head out west and you have the Signet and you go to a mist cave. The mist cave is like the first mist, first cave that you go into. You hear a voice that tells you that you need to turn back, that don't go that way. And when you try to go all the way through, you are accosted by the dragon Eidolon. The dragon Eidolon is a mist dragon. It's a big, big white dragon that attacks you. And after you defeat the mist dragon, you go through the rest of the mist cave or you, you go out to the other side of the mist cave and you can walk to the village of mist and you're like, oh yeah, I'm almost done with this. And my health is low. I, I can't wait to go in there and, you know, restore my health and whatever. So you go in there and that signet turns out to be like a... Uh, a bewitched object that releases bombs and destroys the entire town and kills everyone 
except for one little girl in it. Every single person dies. You have bombs. You have Cecil freaking out about the bombs. And they're like the bomb creature, right? Like the flaming head or the flaming ball with a face. And they explode everywhere and destroy this entire town. And you brought it there. You destroyed their defense, which was the white dragon, the Eidolon. And then you brought in this weapon of destruction. It's messed up. And so you come across a, a girl that's mourning her mother. And you find out that her mother was a summoner in the Mist Village is essentially a town of summoners. That is something that they do. Um, they are, well, I thought it was, they were called Eidolons. Maybe they're not. But yeah, you, you, you find out that that girl's mother was a summoner that summoned, summoned the Eidolon. And after you killed the Eidolon, it killed her. So you killed this, this girl's mother. Not only did you destroy the entire village, you also killed this girl's mother specifically by killing the white dragon. And so the the little girl, you know, you try to like help her and, and explain. And um, Kane is like, oh, you know, the king said we have to kill everybody. So we have to finish the job. This was a really cool scene, actually. So Kane makes it seem like he's going to go kill the girl. And then Cecil's like, no, like, I'm not doing it. And the dragon's like, but those are king's orders. You're going to defy the king's orders. And Cecil says, like, yeah, I'm going to defy king's orders. And then Cain puts his spear away and he's like, okay, good. Like, I'm on your side. Like, he's like, you know, I'm a dragoon and I'm supposed to be listening to the king, but I'm not going to soil the dragoon name in the king's immorality or whatever they call it, the king's whatever. And it's it's kind of a beautiful scene where Cecil, you can start to see the character change in Cecil that you started playing Cecil at a point where, at a cusp where Cecil's starting to change the way he feels and change the way that he uh, acts. What is interesting to me, and I'm going to make a really strange, bizarre comparison, but it reminds me of Xena the Warrior Princess because the show Xena the Warrior Princess starts after she makes her turnaround right? Like your introduction to her is I'm going to go destroy a village or whatever. And then I'm going to change who I am as a person and let's go on that journey. And so we kind of see that with Cecil here too, where we came into the game where Cecil's like, oh, I don't know about this. Kills a bunch of people. Oh man, that is not okay. I am not doing this. So, I mean, he killed the town of Mycidia. It took another town, the death of another town for him to completely change. But still, so now obviously Cecil is completely against the Baron, uh, the Kingdom of Baron, and the King of Baron, I guess. And uh, the little girl tries to fight um, Cecil and Kane, and she summons like the she she summons a being. I don't remember the name of that being. I think it was a Titan. Yeah, it was a Titan. And, you know, after Cecil tries to apologize to her and take her to safety, the, the little girl's like, no, like, I'm not doing this. She summons the Titan um, that casts Earthquake, and it splits the land in two. And it is a massive attack, and it splits Cain as well as Cecil away from each other. So you wake up, and you find out you're nowhere near the Town of Mist. You're actually uh on 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 the ground you wake up you find the the girl next to you so you pick her up and you carry her to the nearest town so you can like help her so you can restore her health when you get to the town the town of mist and oh i i want to oh man man i i forgot there are so many things in here when cecil and kane had that interchange interchange around you know this is not okay 
you know, for the king to ask, you know, to, for the king to kill an entire village for no reason. Uh, they discuss the fact that they need to, they do need to like start like a rebellion essentially, and that they need to get Rosa out of the castle. Um, and so Kane says like, okay, I'm going to go back and I'm going to get, let's go back and let's get Rosa out so we can keep going. Rosa, I don't know if they mentioned Sid, but they, they definitely mentioned Rosa and getting her out of there. Yeah. So the next thing is you have to travel across like a desert and get to the town of Ka uh, Capo. And the town of Capo has, uh, has an inn where you can drop off the little girl and the innkeeper says like, oh yeah, just drop her off here, no charge. You know, you both sleep here. So they both sleep here. You wake up, you find out that the girl's name is Rydia and Rydia is a summoner. She joins your party. But during the night, some Baronian soldiers show up and they try to kill Rydia. Uh, and they're basically like, oh, like Cecil, hey, we have to kill, kill her. And Cecil decides that he's going to go ahead and kill them. So he fights against the soldiers, which is not too difficult. And then the captain, I think the captain runs off. Yeah, the captain runs off. I remember that that was the, the captain like used retreat during the battle. So yeah, and that's it. So you have Rydia join your team. The captain runs off. That is concerning because you kind of know that if the captain runs off and makes it back to Baron, the King of Baron will find out what happened and possibly send more forces. Uh, once you make your way through the town, you'll find out that somebody found a woman outside of the town with the desert fever. You find out that woman is Rosa. So you go into like a small house you go in there and you find rosa and she keeps saying your name cecil oh cecil like i i wonder if you're alive whatever um so you have to go into the antlion cave which is in like the north east of the town and inside of the antlion cave is a special item that can heal her fever and that's the end of the story for this chapter yeah the sand pearl that's what it's called Sa uh sand pearl is the item that can um heal the desert fever so let's talk about let's talk about the game game uh, gameplay real quick. So the active battle battle system is the biggest change. Obviously, everything else seems pretty Final Fantasy like. You have weapons, um, just like in Final Fantasy three. Each character class has like a special attack. Cecil has an attack called Darkness, which I actually don't remember what it does. I believe you. It's the same as in Final Fantasy three, where it takes some of your health and you do like a bigger attack. The Dragoon had had the Jamath. The Dragoon had the jump attack, which is the one where you jump into the air and you stay in the air until you attack the enemy. And I used both of these things pretty heavily uh, against Eidolon. So uh, not both of these things, actually. So I used jump a lot in uh, against Eidolon because it would deal more than... Even though it took two turns to attack, it dealt more damage than two turns of like a regular attack. Meanwhile, Cecil did his regular attack and that worked really well. I'm using potions quite a bit. I, I was so used to not using potions back in Pokemon days. I don't even know why. I probably should have used a lot more potions in, in Pokemon. I think it's because in battle, there's like not enough time to really use a potion. But I use potions pretty plentifully, plentifully, I guess. Um, and yeah, so that's it. I mean, there's nothing else to the battle system. It works the same way as before. You have several, you have rows, you have, you know, you're fighting off your, uh, against your enemy, your characters are on the right, the enemies on the left, and that's kind of it. There are some other interesting aspects of gameplay that they've changed. Secret areas are no longer like, you know, 
dark spots in the wall that you walk through, like they were in Final Fantasy III, um, they're switches. So you can like press a nondescript switch on the wall and it opens up the wall behind it or whatever, and you can walk through and open chests. I did that quite a bit. That was a lot of fun. So it kind of introduced you to the secret areas. There's also this little creature that helps you out. And I'm like 90% sure that it's a 3D version only creature. And it's a creature that changes its name. So first it's called Naming Way. Naming Way will let you change your character's name. Once you leave, once you're was it in the, did you meet them in the cave? I think you met Naming Way in the cave or maybe it was right outside of the town. Maybe it was in town of Baron. I don't know. You meet Naming Way again and he says, hey, my name is Mapping Way. <laughs> and as map, because he doesn't change names anymore, Mapping Way, um, what Mapping Way does is map areas and gives you a magical map that un- uncovers as you walk around. So like a regular standard map. Um, then Na- Mapping Way changes his way to Living Way after you meet Rosa. And Living Way gives you an item called Auto Potion. And I don't remember what that does. It's actually some kind of augmentation that you equip to your character. And I actually haven't gotten to that part yet. So I'll discuss it in, in the next episode. Another thing, there's a the quick save and the regular save like there was in Final Fantasy 3. Quick save can be done anywhere. Um, regular save can be done uh, only out in in the overworld. The quick save works a little bit differently, or not that it works differently. You all remember that hack I had in Final Fantasy III where if you just exit out of your game before you die, you can reload your quick save? That's not a hack anymore in this game. In this game, it literally says, unless you do load or new game, your quick save is going to be persisted. So your quick save really is like a checkpoint. And that's actually nice. So you can, you can, once you do a quick save, you load out of the game. But if you load the game back in, you should be able to reload that quick save again, should you die. I haven't tested it out and I haven't died yet, but I do know that I, I do know, and I've tried this, that if you forcibly quit the game, you can reload that quick save again. And this time it says specifically that it's not going to erase it. So that's nice. It doesn't feel like a hack anymore. Let's see what else was there. Uh, You start out with characters that have a lot more HP than before. You're not orphans anymore. So you're not starting with 20 HP. You start with two, 300 HP. So that is like a fairly leveled character. It doesn't really make a difference though, because it kind of scales out like scales against the monsters around you. So having 200 HP doesn't necessarily mean that the entire game is going to be easy for the next six hours uh, or however long it will take you to get to two, 300 HP in any of the other games. Uh, but it, it is a nice nod to the fact that you're not fighting brand new warriors. You're fighting as the leader of a military uh, division, the Red Wings, and the leader of a rival military division, the Dragoons, right? So it's like, you are fighting as powerful characters, human, you know, but powerful characters nonetheless. That was a nice addition. Outside of that, I don't think there's much more else to really say about the gameplay. It is a standard Final Fantasy gameplay other than the active battle system. So let's talk about the story real quick. So we're already 
getting to a point with this game where it already it already feels like so much more story than any of the other games and it feels so much more fleshed out it is interesting to follow a character in his downfall it feels like leon's story in a way that leon was like this technique well leon not entirely right like leon was a an evil character and this character is more like all right well i'm a I'm a loyal character, but now I'm realizing that my loyalty has limits. Um, it is a little bit problematic for me that you're playing as a, the redeeming arc of a character that massacred an entire village and then caused the massacre of a second village. I understand it wasn't his fault, the second massacre, um, and that, you know, you were supposed to kill the Eidolon, the white dragon, and uh, basically clear the way to Mist Village so that they could possibly, like, trade or whatever. Um, at least that was like my head cannon thinking about it like oh you're gonna just defeat this monster so you can open up more trading routes and and more prosperity and communication but it, that wasn't the case so Cecil killed a lot of people a lot of innocent people that's problematic his redemption arc is gonna be interesting and I'm wondering how the story is gonna redeem him I've played this before the game but I, I just I don't remember the the details of of the story I'm also wondering about Cain. So Cain killed a lot of people too, but he seems more honorable. So it's kind of like, haven't you thought about this before? You know, why is it now after the death of all the villagers in Mist, most of the villagers in Mist, why is it now that you are, you are questioning your morality? With Cecil, it kind of feels like, okay, so he's been on this military campaign. That military campaign dragged on for so long that at this point, you just want to be done with it right like at this point you're you're seeing the futility and the you know you're winning so much that it's like what are you defending yourself against what are you what enemies of the kingdom are you trying to defeat maybe it's the same thing for the dragoon maybe he's like all right yeah uh, there is voice acting in the 3d version that's kind of nice i enjoyed that um there was obviously no voice acting in any of the other previous versions um and yeah that's that's kind of it that's any that's kind of it for the game so far um i do want to yeah no, there's another problematic thing actually and that's rydia rydia's mom just died and she's supposed to be okay traveling with cecil who technically killed her mom i understand that it's like not his fault he's like well there was a monster and i defeated the monster but i don't think in the mind of a little child they would be so understanding and be like yeah that's fine you killed my mom and she joins your party to help you I don't know. I I don't know if I would be okay as an adult, right? Like it would take me some time to process the fact that there's this person that killed my parent, even if it was like not on purpose, and even if they apologized, it's traumatic. All of this is traumatic. It, all of this is horrible and traumatic. How is she gonna deal with the fact that her entire life is gone? Every single friend and family member dead. Her entire village dead. Her hometown, like the, her place of home, is gone. Her culture is gone. Mist, the Mist Village was full of summoners, unique individuals that are not found anywhere else on the world. This is deep. This is some deep stuff over here. I'm a fan already. I'm a fan already. The game doesn't run entirely well on my Linux machine, which is one of the reasons why it's been taking me so long. But I, I'll have my Windows machine up soon hopefully, so I can play more of it and record episodes more frequently. But yeah, I, I guess that's it. We'll see. We'll see for next time. I don't know. I, I was going to say, you know, what are my predictions? Obviously, we're going to go fight the antlion in the antlion cave. That seems to be the prediction, but I have no idea where we're going to go after that and what we're going to do. Like, how are we going to go fight the king? Are we going to go back to the kingdom? Are we going to go further out? Is this going to be like one of those quests where it's like, well, we're fighting the kingdom, but we're actually heading the other way first? 
You know, are there going to be some special weapons that we have to get? Did the king get all of the crystals or do we need to, are we going to race to get the rest of the crystals? And what is the king even planning with the crystals? And why is the kingdom called barren? <laughs> I do wonder about this translation. Why is it called barren? Why is it, why would you, I don't know. That's strange. And it also makes me wonder about the king. How does the king know about the crystals? How does the king know how to use the crystals and, and things like that? And the king was the one who decided that all of the knights should become dark knights. Again, makes me wonder, where did he learn all this? And all of that brings me to one clear prediction, which I think is going to come true because this is a Final Fantasy game, that the king is either controlled or is a demon. That is my wild accusation. I think the king is either a demon and he's going to transform into a demon when you fight him 16 episodes later, or, or he is controlled by a demon. I don't think the king is going to have a redemption arc. I don't feel that in here. So I don't think the king's going to be like, oh no, I'm innocent. No, no, no. I think the king is manipulated by, a could be manipulated by a demon or be a demon. So there is a demon creature, king of hell, whatever thing happening here. I can see it. And based on the fact that this is a remix of the first three games, um, or that it draws a lot on the first three games and just does it so much better, and on all the callbacks to the second game, I really do think Cecil and uh, Kane, the Dragoon versus Dark Knight is a thing that it, it feels like is very Final Fantasy 2-esque. I know you could be all these characters in Final Fantasy 3. It just it doesn't feel the same. It feels like a Final Fantasy 2 thing. And given that, and given the thing that Final Fantasy 2 is about fighting against an evil kingdom and an evil empire, yeah, I'm guessing the King of Demons is definitely involved in this game. So until next time, I hope you will listen to the next episode. You can follow me on Twitter, on twitter.com slash yafpodcast, Y-A-F-F podcast. Subscribe and like and do all kinds of fun stuff. Leave a review, leave a rating, leave... No, don't leave. Come back. Talk to you next time.